Voice at the Table provides practical information to ensure people with a cognitive disability have a real and equal voice on boards, committees and advisory groups. We do this by providing training for people with an acquired brain injury or intellectual disability and through a peer-led monthly meetup. We educate organisations and government departments to use inclusive meeting practices by providing training and resources. But most importantly, VAT tries to make the world a place where everyone is equal and can participate by being given supports they need to contribute the way they want. Our board is disability-led and our resources and training are co-produced and facilitated by people with a disability. Come check us out, voiceatthetable.com.au. We're gathering together today in this special place to continue our learning journey together. We acknowledge the Woiwurrung and Bunwurrung people of the Kulin Nations as the traditional custodians of the land and waters of the place where we're recording this podcast and that sovereignty has not been ceded. We acknowledge and pay respects to the elders past, present and emerging and we also pay respect to any First Peoples who are listening. We remember the self-advocates who work hard, really hard over the years for the rights for themselves and for others with a disability to live in the community and to achieve equality and to respect human rights for all. Nothing about us without us. Nothing about us without us. All right, welcome to VAT Chat. This episode is about information and how accessible is information in a meeting. Today we have Michael Main. Tell us a little about your self-advocacy work. We're Voices for Change. We're uh, people with ABI or mental health that have been through corrections. One of the things I do is I make send out reminders through text message or email uh, our group is on a Wednesday, so on Monday I'll send out a reminder saying, hi, how are you, how you been? Uh, don't forget about our, this is a reminder about our meeting on the Wednesday. If you have anything you want to talk to me about prior to the meeting that you want to bring up, feel free to do so. And, yeah, I hope to see you on Wednesday. And then on Tuesday I'll probably do an, another one the same uh, for people that have not made, you know, not looked at the, their phones or whatever. And on Wednesday, probably an hour before the meeting, I'll send you another one, uh, email or text message. Uh, most of them like uh, text message because a lot of them are like me. They're not, not very good with the emails and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, they're appreciative of what I do and they like hearing them. Some of them ring me back and um, voice their opinions of what they want to bring up and do they – well, I think it's, you know, relevant and all that sort of stuff. So it helps a lot. You know, we we sort of start, start the ball, ball rolling prior to actually having the meeting. They, you know, they say to me what's, what they want to speak about or what's on their chest or they've got something they want to speak about or, they're, you know, and it's more so to find out they're in good frame of mind as well. So as long as I can, put a, I can help in any way, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, Michael, the um, you undertook, some training um, to become a self-advocate and in your group you all got together and decided to become a self-advocacy group itself. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what we did, we um, about six or eight of us sat down and done the training to become self advocates, and our group we sort of bonded uh, mainly because I think it was because some of us had some inside knowledge of being in prison. Like I've been in prison myself, uh, and when I got further and further into the training, not only just me, but virtually the whole group, we started to like what we do, what we're doing. We were enjoying it, so we decided to say, hang on, let's try and see what, where we can go with this. So um, we went to our, uh, like, facilitators or leaders, or uh, people we felt that um, this would be good for not only the people with the ABIs and the mental health, it would be good for people to hear it, that hearing it from someone that's actually lived it in the, in the jail system and now wants to try and... Um, well, not I'm saying not like to change the world, but just put things into perspective where people can they don't have to, it's up to them that so they can hear our ideas and our ideas changes happen. So we have a number of different organizations now that want to you know get involved with us and you know, like corrections, they want to speak to us, they'd like to hear what we've got to say. Um, we're becoming a partner in partnership with uh Fitzroy Legal Service, so we've just We've applied for a grant and we've been successful with that grant. So, yeah, we've got um, them helping us. Yeah, now that we've been approved for the, the grant, so everything's looking up now, which um, we're just moving forward, which, which is really good. What an amazing story. That's, it really shows what a self-advocate and a group of self-advocates can do and make happen. I yeah, mean, exactly. if you bundled along on your own merry road, None of this would have happened. No, exactly. No, it's a, and it's good because as we got going as a group, we sort of bonded together really well. Um, and I started to really like what I was doing. I thought, hang on, I can do something here instead of sitting around wasting my life, which I have done for the last 20-odd years. I can really do, you know, I might be able to do some good here. So, And like I said, we bonded. We worked well. We put in hard yards. We've done all the, all the right tried to go about the, the right way of doing everything. And yeah, we're here today. We're, like I said, we've just got our grant been approved. Um, we're so happy about that. And uh, it means that to me, I just took it to say that, well, the government does want to listen to us, um, you know, as, as with them giving us a grant. So we can only go forward from here. So, yeah, and like I said, if, if someone wants to listen and just make some little change, um, that's it's, it's, all, it's all positive. Can't be negative. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the more changes we can get through to people and all different organisations, the better. Definitely, definitely. So onwards and upwards for the Voices for Change group. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yes. You're listening to That Chat. All right, so we'll get back to information. And um, as you know, information comes in a, a variety of forms, usually paper when we're talking about meetings, but can be emails and things like that as well. Now, I believe you have, um, you understand the difference between plain English and easy English and our new favourite term, jargon English. Yeah, I do. But I would, to be honest with you, I would just like plain English. And that way, you know, until I get to look, look, like I said, I wasn't the brightest kid at school. But if it's written down in plain English, I can understand it. Um, 
And yeah, for me at the moment, that's the best way. To me, I can understand it and I can I can process it easier. So I mean, there's, there's nothing better than getting a letter that you know that's written out where you can understand it. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, my mum used to write. You know the like getting on in age yourself here now, but you know the old people I used to call it old people's writing. You know, I could never understand it, mate. My mum used to say, "Mum, don't write, write it in just." Capital letters, if you have to, because I can't understand these old people's writing. You'd, you'd struggle with my writing, then. I, I'm very much an old person when it comes to I, writing. Plain English, mate. Yeah, plain English all the way. Yeah. So, as we know, meetings generally have quite a few different types of um, papers and presentations, and you know, the, the like. You know, things like agendas, meeting minutes. Yes. Reports, PowerPoints, even evaluations where they've gone through data, which gives you, you know, the raw numbers of, you know, 10 people went to this and five of them liked it and four of them hated it. Yeah. And then, you know, the evaluations tell you why and any other information that could be given out, you know, whether it's a like a one-page flyer for something or, you know, but I believe you have a, a, a point to make about PowerPoints. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not really into PowerPoint things. And at first, I thought, I thought he's talking about a PowerPoint at the wall. I didn't know. I've never had a PowerPoint meeting before. But yeah, I don't like them. But it was a waste of time for me. Um, although, lucky I had my friend there to explain it and all that to me. Um, but yeah, PowerPoints, because I'm, like I said, I taught myself how to read and Right in prison, and I'm, I've never had the opportunity to have PowerPoints and all that put in front of me, so I don't really understand them. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good thing that you had your support there with you, your friend, yeah, to help, yeah. help you get through that. Well, it's uh, funny, but obviously, not everyone's going to have that support worker there at the time or a friend with them at the meeting. Yeah, exactly. So, well, organizations well, is good, yeah, to exactly, make sure exactly. that all the information is accessible, yeah. I mean, to some people, they're great. To some people, they're not so great. So, and I'm one of the not so greats. At the moment, like, we just have little meetings with people, and they want to meet up with us only by Zoom. Hopefully, the, there'll be a lot more freedom soon. We can meet face to face, which will be a lot better. I mean, but going with the information, we, with our group, we've just established uh, myself and one of our members, another member. We've organised to have the minutes and all that written up and everybody gets a copy of that. So everybody knows where we're at, what we did last week, what we've got coming up in the, in the future. So it just helps so much, you know, like having the, the minutes and the agenda and all that. Definitely. having a, That must put a lot on your plate to, to keep on top of all of that. Do you have people to help you out? Yeah, we do. We do. We have... Um, uh, so in our group, Mel Keeley, she's a great help, mate. She's one of the me and that lady. Um, like we had, we've got two main people in our groups that we we sort of look up to, uh, Mel and another guy, Michael. But Michael's did the meetings, uh, the minutes. Sorry, a couple of weeks ago, and I said to him the next week, I said, "Look, Mike, sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I'd prefer Mel to do this minute stuff because." The way she goes out and finds things, it's just great. I mean, she, everybody, like, 
everybody's got the same sort of ABI and people are different. And we have one or two people that really can't understand big words and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm one of them, but I can't understand the big words. But the way Mel puts it across, with Mel, what she's doing, she doesn't know what she doesn't know what she's doing. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean she doesn't know how much she's really helping us. You know, I mean so don't don't please don't say that the wrong way. She doesn't know what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She she I don't think she realizes how much of a a wonderful person. She is when it comes to what she's doing. You know, you know, you know. You can put that in. Yeah, come out wrong. So she's a good lady. She helps. She she goes above and beyond to help us. Make sure everything's done. I mean, I have a few meetings a week. Sometimes Mel's in them or hosting them or something like that. But I've got a good rapport with Mel. So yeah, so it's it's really good. Mm. So basically, she's putting plain English into action for you. Yeah, exactly, and it's and, and we run with it. It's a lot easier to run with than you know this all jargon sort of talk and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's, it's because of people like Mel that well, I love getting out of bed on a Wednesday to do the meetings and all that because <laughs> it's good, mate. It's just it's good. It's a good vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that sounds like me on the days when we do the podcast recordings. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and it's sometimes Not you might be feeling. Dream. You might be feeling down and out, but excuse me, but when um, you get into a meeting, it just picks you up. You can find out more voice at the table.com.au. So with with all the meetings and that that we go to, um, it's important to get reminders about the about the upcoming meetings, I think. I mean, personally I like to get a, an email a couple of weeks beforehand, if it's a monthly meeting, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long do you th- do you like to have, you know, for your for reminders? reminders yeah. if, if I could, I'd like to have a couple, at least one the day before because, with, like with our guys, and you, you would have seen it with some other people, people that got ABIs, mental health, it helps to have a reminder, you know, like like I said before, I've been at the supermarket, not realising, I've been, oh, I've got a meeting, you know, or, or me, it'll go off on my phone. I've got a meeting, you know, I've got to get home. And, or they're ringing me and say, hey, the meeting started, what time are you dropping in? You know, like, so, yeah, I'll be in, I mean, I'm just doing something, you know, I've got to, you know, I've got to tell a little lie, I'm out in the backyard doing something. <laughs> it really um, highlights how important reminders are. Oh, they, you've got to. Not just the fair I, way out, but also leading up in that week leading up to a meeting is very important to get yeah well like um, i said we've two reminders i think yeah two reminders yeah. Good. Oh, that's, yeah, it'd be good because i we have our meetings on a wednesday and i normally say monday in the afternoon i give them a reminder and then sometimes i is one one person i give a reminder monday tuesday and in the wednesday but normally i give a reminder on the monday Another one an hour before the meeting's about to start on the Wednesday. So, and it, it does help. And so a lot of them said, Oh, lucky, I forgot. You know, I, mean, I would have forgot all about that. Yeah, thanks. You know, so, and I like doing it because it gives me a way of communicating with them more. I get to learn more about the person. The trust, you know, bonds together more. Um, and, and I ask him, you know, do you have any like real community building? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, just that's the main thing. If you get, you get a group where you, know, you you feel that 
you know, you can trust the person to, like, say they're trusting me to remind them. Like, I trust, say, Anne to remind me about this meeting. You know, like, once you, you get a bond, you've got this bond and, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So it's just, it, you, have, you need them. You do need them. You do. Now, if you were if you were going to uh, an external meeting, say once yeah. a month or something like that, yeah. how, with, with that information that, is associated with that meeting. When would you like to have that? How soon uh, before? Yeah, uh, probably you know two days before. Or see, normally got I've got a pin board now, and I write things down. I've got things. Someone sent me out something like, and she sent me a, 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 a voice at the table uh letter you know stating it's got the recipes on it and it's got to wear red green or yellow and it's got you know what days the, the meeting is what time so i've got that on my board and it, it helps have me having a pinboard because like i said with my when i had the the cancer and i got had the tumor removed um i started forgetting a lot of things you know like i don't forget names and all that, but i can forget something that happened last week uh, but when I, and then I can remember things that happened 25 years ago, you know what I mean? So it's weird, works weird. Sometimes I forget about them. Sometimes I don't forget, you know, like, so it's, it's just so good to have a reminder, you know, whether it's, whether it's yeah. email, whether it's mail in the post, whether it's a uh, text message. We do need, oh, like me personally, some people might say that I don't need a reminder. Well, that's so bit that's for them, but for me, I like reminders. You, you do now. Yeah, I'm, I'm in your camp there, Michael. You're listening to That Chat. It really highlights how someone with first-hand knowledge and lived experience are really the experts when it comes to those areas. Yeah. And um, for me, I think that's one of the most important things for an organ organisation's um, for them to listen to me and to what I have to say. Definitely. And um, is that similar for you, Michael? Yeah, exactly. That That's exactly, mate. Like, I don't pretend to be, I'm no one special. I'm just like the next person sitting over side of me. But if they listen to what I've got to say, it's like that's why I had a bloke from uh, the police academy come up and he said, I want you to come and speak to the cadet fund days. Before we had the virus, I still haven't done it yet. But it's on the on the cards to do because you you put it across there and you put it across in the best way to send out the information that the reminders of what you know what needs to be done. The way we presented it that day, he loved it. So he jumped up virtually. He was one of the first people to come up and say, "Listen, I'm such and such. I'm from the police academy." I thought, "Oh, here we go. Here we go." Me with my background, um, he goes. I like what you said, mate. I know you passed, and I want you to come and speak to cadets. Well, I was wrapped, mate. I was over the moon. You know, like, pop goes, you should pull up in a divvy, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 He's got down the road. <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. But, yeah. The, but that's a great, great illustration of um, being the expert through your yeah. lived experience. Exactly. A very, very well uh, – a very good way of putting it, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, as, as he said on the day, um, what did he say? It was, okay, it'll come back to me, but, yeah, he said, who knew better 
to learn this from than people that have actually lived it, hmm. you know, lived the experience. So, yeah, he was happy with um, what I had to say, the talk that I gave on that day, and, yeah. Think, like I said, our group's going to grow. I mean, I'd like to sit down and have this conversation with you in another 12 months and tell you all the exciting things that have happened to us in that oh, time because definitely. I'm not going to stop now that I've started it. Like I said, it gives me it's – like, it's like me being not being able to breathe properly and all of a sudden, bang, breathe. Or, you know, <laughs> like the big lake down the road has got no water in it. And overnight, the next morning, it's full. You know what I mean? It's, it's something <laughs> like that. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. No, that's great to hear. Now, I'm just going to finish up shortly, but we've just got one more question here. And thinking back to other meetings that you may have been to, um, what, what would it mean if a report was just handed up on the day of the meeting, uh, you've had no prep time. You didn't know it was coming. It just turns up in the meeting. What sort of reactions and what do you think that would actually mean? Uh, well, for me, it would mean either the person that's given me the report to go over, either lazy or doesn't really care. The earlier that- you know, the better. And the more, the earliest warning you got, of, or not warning, the earliest uh, information you got of a meeting, upcoming meeting, or something like that. You, know, you can only grow from that. You can't go backwards if you know about it in advance. So, yeah. 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 So, I think on that upbeat note and full of all that wonderful information from Michael, I will say, I will say, so yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Nothing about us without us. Welcome to the latest episode of Back Chat. Today I'll be having a chat with Sue Smith from the Self Advocacy Resource Unit. And our topic today is Doug Pentland, fondly known as a gentleman. I once lived in Kalula. I was there for a long time. I didn't like it. I'm now living in the community. And I've got a deep concern for those who are in there now. I felt I left a lot of my friends behind. They should be out, and I want to look at the clothes now. Sue, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Warren. I've watched the um, the video, the YouTube video of Doug as a, in a gentleman, and picked up a few conversation points along the way. But I think first off. We should speak about why Doug was such a good ad- advocate and what made him so, so good at it. His level of passion related to what he saw, the abuse, the deprivation, um, and so that drove him when he came out to just absolutely keep pushing to close institutions when I first started meeting Doug and why I called him a gentleman is that he was so softly spoken, so gentle. As soon as he got up to present to an audience or forum, he just changed into just this strength of 
this is what's happening, this has got to stop. As you know, I'm, a, I'm an exo-resident from Sunbury. I, I can go back a long time. We had to put up with things that we didn't like doing. Close the ground and be done with. That's all I can say. In the, in the video, it, it mentions that he was an activist, as we've been talking about, an actor as well, and um, performed in, or was videoed in about 25 different things. He did some fantastic acting. In one, in one, in one video we made with him, it was called um, Plain English Less Jargon, and we filmed him with a bunch of bureaucrats, I think, I might have been acting as one, using jargon in a big boardroom table. And the next scene, he's up on the, jumped on the table and looking down at them and going, speak plain English, less jargon. The paramount issues. In line with the principle. Of social role valorisation. Independence and. Community access are paramount issues. So just so our listeners know, uh, who are reinforced? So Reinforce is um, the first self-advocacy group in Australia. Um, it came out of a conference, um, so it was 1981 that they set up, and at that time it was really about getting, closing institutions. And they were um, a radical group. They were an activist group. They squatted in a government building in one. Um, uh, I think it was Tom Roper when he was the minister. They pre the days when you could you could actually walk into a minister's office, not go through <laughs> electronic things. He wasn't there, and they put their feet up on the his desk and answered his phone when it was ringing. So <laughs> they were real activists, and it really was around closing institutions and there was a you know a community of, of people supporting them and um different times i think that's a great place to leave off this back chat episode i'd like to thank you sue smith for yeah. sharing your experiences of doug um i feel all the richer having heard these stories from you today. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity to just talk about the gentleman that we all knew him as. Welcome to Justin Joke. <laughs> Humpy Dumpy, flat on a wall. Humpy Dumpy, had a great fall. All the king's daughters and all the king's men said, oh, we got scramble and for breakfast again. Thanks to all the VatChat team and people who participated today. Our co-producers, Anne Van Leerdem and Warren Lorem. Our special guests, Michael Main, Sue Smith for this week's VatChat. The VatChat working group who steer the direction of VatChat. And last but not least, Justin O'Brien for Justin's Joke. VatChat podcast is part of the Voice at the Table training. Voiceatthetable.com.au